0: Do you ever wish you had a friend on speed dial that just happens to be one of the world's best interior designers? Or someone you could DM all your burning design dilemmas to? At The Expert, we set out to give you one-on-one access to the industry's biggest talents and brands. And now we're pulling back the drapes. Welcome to The Expert podcast. I'm your host, Jake Arnold, interior designer and co-founder of The Expert. This season, I'll be talking with designers and founders behind some of the most exciting interiors and brands to give you an all-access look at an industry that's been closely guarded for decades, but not anymore. Each episode, will be unpacking all things design from nailing down the best vintage, avoiding costly mistakes, and creating a home that feels comfortable and timeless. So sit back and tune in you're going to want to take some notes. This is The Expert Podcast. Louisa Pierce and Emily Ward aren't afraid to push boundaries. The design duo has built a stellar reputation designing celebrity homes from Leonardo DiCaprio to Kate Hudson and Dakota Johnson and thrive on taking design risks and have a lot of fun doing it. Their layered interiors always feel cozy, quirky, and collected over time, a mix that fills part Hollywood and part rock and roll. On top of an impressive roster of A-list clients, Louisa and Emily have written a book, made the AD100 list, opened a storefront in Los Angeles, and launched a homeware line, which you can find on The Expert. We'll dig into their go-to paint trick, their no-fair approach to buying vintage, and the controversial color they can't get enough of. Let's get into it. Today, I have this majestic duo. Both Emily and Louisa, with me today. It's so much fun to have you guys because we've never met before in person, which is crazy. But actually, it's not that crazy, because now I've realized that you guys live all over the country, and <laughs> <laughs> I might get the one chance to see you in LA. So welcome. So happy to have Thank you. Thank you for having us. No, it's such a pleasure, and I've been such a fan of your work for years, and I actually have your book in front of me.
1: Oh, my Aww. God.
0: It actually has Post-its in it, because I always oh my God. love to I go through like- it. <laughs>
2: Wow. It's, oh,
0: no. I just love your book. Firstly, I just think that you embody that whimsical cinematic, but also livable, which I feel like is so difficult to do for everyone listening to even understand where this started, where this brainchild began, because I know you guys... Were telling me offline before that you met in a bar in New York. So how did that happen? How do we go from being in a bar in New York to now having an international business that is sought after by every celebrity under the sun? You're making me blush. Ah, I'm reading it.
1: You want me to tell the story? Go for it. All right. Louisa and I met in a bar in New York.
2: We became fast friends. Through uh, my husband was a writer for Rolling Stone, and the guy she was dating was the drummer for the Black. The case.
1: guy I was dating, I did marry him. When we were together but for quite a time. When yeah. we met, you were yeah. dating. Um, <laughs> met in a bar, decided to double date, became really good friends. I stalked her a little bit because she was really cool. She did. She really I, did. stalk I me. really stalked <laughs> her. Louisa told me that she was moving to Nashville, so I moved to Nashville. <laughs> And then nothing's changed. She's still.
0: What's that movie? Ingrid Goes West. Have you (laughs) seen that movie? Or a single white female? Yeah, that's more like it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was like, be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) But after we'd been in Nashville for a couple years, me and my ex-husband bought a Bobby McAlpin house, and Louisa had just bought a piece of land and designed and built her house from scratch which was so impressive. And I like to brag about it because she basically drew the house almost to scale by herself.
2: Not to scale, but it was like the really close. that I ended up working with. He was like, wow, you're the first client that I actually, you know, your drawings, I can make this work. It was very exciting and the most fun I've ever had in my life.
1: It was very impressive. And Patrick, my ex-husband was like, oh my God, I'm going on tour. You need to have Louisa help you. So we did our house together. And it was like, absolute magic um wow it was so fun and we were like this is so awesome <laughs> and then friends kept being like you should do this you should do this but we didn't know what we were going to do until finally mm. mary hilliard she's a music publicist and manager in nashville and she was like you're doing my office so she literally forced us to do she it we were like, like okay
2: yeah, so we had to get our
1: llc and- yeah and that's how it started and that was january of 2013 it's
0: a long time ago yeah it's crazy yeah. and i love I love stories like this because I think so many people who are going into the interior design field is like, where do you start? Do I need to go to school? And really, it's amazing if you think about how organic and non-linear your path has been to get to this place.
1: Oh my God, we feel so lucky.
0: (laughs) To have a business partner, I mean... Tell me some of like, the best things about having a business partner and like, how do you guys balance that? I'm so curious because obviously you both are such creatives. So who of the two of you is like more on the business side or are you both equally across the board do everything together?
1: It's really been like across the board for such a long time and only in the last year and a half have we started like dividing and conquering more. Emily uh, is
2: definitely... More on the business side, though, Like I, can't, I don't do business. That's just not my thing. So Emily is the business <laughs> side, and then
1: we're both the creative. But, but Louisa does a lot more of the architectural details, and I'll do more of the furnishing details. Or mm. And then before COVID, we were traveling and on-site a lot more. And now I think people realize, okay, you don't necessarily have to be on-site as much. Oh, uh, yeah. So a lot of our jobs are in L.A. right now, so I'm on-site a lot more than Louisa. It just depends on like where the jobs are, that kind of thing. Um,
0: yeah, it's so nice it to first, have that balance.
1: The first five years of our company, though, I would say, like,
2: every job we had, we thought we had to be on site every day. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, when I think back yeah. now, I'm like, oh, my God. I Like, we were there doing it at Karen's every, house. Yes, yeah. and just, like, watching everything, just learning, just because I was obsessed. I couldn't
1: do anything else. But That's the best piece of advice, I guess, for people. Even if you've gone to school, it's like, you mm. cannot learn unless you're, like, on a construction site all mm-hmm. day. Going, okay, how far away do you put the hot water filter from the sink faucet? And what do you want yeah. your spread to be? And what do you want the grout width to be? And what color grout? You have to just learn all these things on site. You know how but it is. But it
2: changes with each job. So there's not like a standard, at least that we find yeah. that you can, you know, have like your team. Uh, we are
1: so psychotic that every single bathroom and every job has a different grout width or
0: right. Yeah, yeah, there's sure. not, we sure.
1: trim yeah. it out differently. We don't do the same paint colors. We're like really crazy. I paint think houses.
0: But that's what I think is what shows. It's like when you look at your work, it's like same. like, of course, there's go to's that like things that you love and that you build up that kind of through line in the work that you do. But what I think is so special about what you do is it's not only does it feel custom, it feels like the person who lives in that house, it's their house. And you've really channeled these clients. And it's so interesting to see, especially with the celebrity clients. And I know how different that phase can be, especially when someone's a creative. For you guys, how is your process when you're working with someone who might be a creative and, and you obviously have your sensibility, but also treating every project from scratch? Like, what does that process look like Isn't for you? It's funny,
1: I wonder if this is the same for you because, of course, you work with celebrities a lot, especially creatives. We find we have a lot of actors and it's almost like they know what it's like to want creative freedom so much that they're actually good at giving it to to us. They like to be involved but not necessarily like dominate. They like to be involved because they think it's fun but they know what it is to hand over creative control. That's what they want from their director or their producer or whatever.
0: Yeah, totally. I think it's so true. I think that's the best thing when you're working with talent is that even if they don't understand in the beginning, I don't know about you guys, but I always use the metaphor of writing a song or like being on set as such a beginning, middle and end. And it's the same in a design you're like, process. Please stay
2: away until the end. <laughs> yeah. Like you're painting a painting and someone's to come in the middle of the painting and be like, oh, you need a little bit more green here. You need like some brown here. Like it's until not done. The end, You're not going to see it. <laughs> yeah. so there has to be a large amount of, of faith and trust. trust in yeah, totally. Oh, like, so
0: how do you that. guys do that? Because even for me, I'll be honest, still with clients, I think when someone goes into a project midway and they have an opinion and they're like, wait, I don't trust this. This is too dark or I'm not feeling this tile do you think because there's two of you does that help those conversations that there's almost like this double trouble that comes in the room and you're like guys (laughs) trust us because there's two of us
1: yeah or i usually am the bad cop and then or vice versa you're the bad cop really i feel like i'm the bad cop in what way maybe with our team not with our clients yeah
2: yeah (laughs) by the
0: way this is going to be therapy for you too (laughs) because this is the first podcast that you guys have done. Just letting everyone know. And I'm so yeah. grateful. I get to see this. <laughs> yeah. Love.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Cause you asked this question earlier and I, I wanted to say that I think the benefit of having a business partner in this field is that Louisa and I have continued to evolve a lot because our tastes are aligned, but we also like different things. My house looks so different than Louisa's house. And it's nice to keep pushing the two of our evolving tastes together to make houses that never look the same, which is nice.
0: Totally. I think it's almost like in the best way, there's like this whole world that you've created. And I love even your book of a tale of interiors, because when you really get into your book, just the visuals and the projects and how that these spaces are layered you create this visual story that I find so captivating, and it's so different to the type of projects that we work on. And there's something that I find so fanciful and whimsical. But you always manage to make it feel refined. So, like, how do you guys? You are take, so good at
1: doing this. You I are know. So I'm good like at, you're going, you are Hi. so eloquent. Yes.
0: I'm like, <laughs> 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 it's just so fun for me because when I've started this podcast, what's fun is that. This is what I do every day. I'm obsessed with interiors. I love looking at other people's work. I have so much respect and value for what other people do that's different to what I do. And so I love to just look at it and be like, okay, what's happening here? If I never met you guys and I just see the work doing the talking, you've created this verbiage without saying anything. When you guys put this book together... And you've also opened a store. Like, how did you know that this was all going to happen at the right time? And how did you we feel? You-
1: <laughs> we just <laughs> no idea. We
2: go so much on gut and instinct. Like, we don't doubt things. Emily, especially, will just be like, she is just a yes girl. She <laughs> has so much faith, and she's just
1: like, we can do this. There's no hesitation. But all being hey, a business partner too, it's like Louise is tried and true saying is you never know till you try and I think that Mm. we will take chances even with a client we'll be like we're not gonna they're not gonna like it if we paint this room pink but we're gonna paint this room pink and if they don't like it we will pay to unpaint it some people can't visualize what it'll be like in the end and we'll even say that to people if you don't like this in the end we are gonna pay to repaint the room because we know they will and if they don't and if they don't it's just one room to paint you know (laughs)
0: also i think it gives people the conviction the irony is that if anything knowing that they can change it we're in the business of psychology let's be honest
2: oh my god we do it all the time
0: so i guess when you guys started obviously when you did your own homes and you've had your own hands-on experience and making mistakes is obviously i guess we can call creative yes moments that can happen so like how much would you say that given your design process, you have a plan, especially when it comes to the furnishings, more this room is going to have three chairs and one big sofa, and then it allows you guys to source. Like, how do you take that and then also refine it? Because that's what I want to know is you, if you've got this unplanned plan with your process, so how do you do that?
1: Our installs look like a circus. Yeah, (laughs) We get, I don't know how we have had such luck with clients who we go, okay, here's five fabrics and 10 paint colors and six wallpapers. And then the rest, we're going to show up with three semi trucks full of stuff <laughs> that we have literally been collecting for the last 13 years. And we're going to put it all together. And the, some of them go, I'm so terrified. I'm horrified. You two don't know what you're doing. And, at the, and then at the end, they're like, what the it's fuck? amazing.
0: <laughs> Out of yeah. The is that just through having clients who have obviously seen and appreciate and love your aesthetic and your work? Is that just that trust factor that when you start meeting with people, you're like, guys, this is how we work. And it might be painful, but you just have to trust the process and look at the work that we've done.
1: It's we've kind, Yes, it's shocking, but there's not been a lot of doubt. It's not. That- I think in the beginning, going back to mind reading and psychology, we have meetings with people and we explain how we normally do it. And we gauge their reaction to that. Yeah, and if they seem very afraid, then we go. Do we want to take this? Do we, yeah. We do we want to do this? Or <laughs> like with budgeting, we have a, a number that's let's say under twenty five hundred dollars, or depends on the job, under ten thousand dollars. You don't have approval, but like we'll do the install and then anything that you don't want, we can take it away after. As
2: long as it's from our Mm. inventory. If it's from our
1: inventory. If we're buying it then and it's a big number, they approve it.
2: Basically, we we shop and we buy, like when we're shopping vintage and antique, we buy what we love. And so we're not worried about where it's going because we know it will go somewhere eventually. And that's why we opened the store. Yes. And so we have a huge warehouse and just we buy and we're not worried about where it's going. We know that it'll find its home. So even when we bring the truckloads in, we don't know where everything is going, but that's why it looks so organic and not planned. Collectively. It finds its place itself.
0: Totally. Yeah. I think that's really the key. I think to be honest with you, I have such a lack slash no inventory because the way that we've been working I haven't had that luxury given just how things have moved so quickly. But that idea is the goal because ultimately you want to buy things that you love. Like when I go through your work, there are pieces of furniture. Like there's one particular, I actually just tagged it before. It's it's in Magic Hour, Chapter 7. But it's this like insane chinoiserie type of secretary desk type thing.
1: Oh, oh, that's, a, that's Louisa. That's it's that was, me. That was my mother-in-law's. And that's- that
0: I absolutely am obsessed with. I think that's with.
1: like your favorite thing in your house.
0: Yeah, I just find the pieces that you pull together. And I think what's really hard for a lot of people, both aspiring designers who are younger, but also... Everyday homeowners who are trying to create their own space, I think everyone's always looking for takeaway. Like, how, when you're looking for things, can you train either your eye, or are there materials, or are there anything that you guys look for that you're obsessed with, like tassels and fringe, or anything that's a little more whimsical?
1: I guess if someone wanted a takeaway, something that we always try to put in every house is a little collection of things, whether it's like little glass orbs or ashtrays or lighters, table lighters, like some Mm. pottery. Yeah. That is always something that can like... You say you have a totally blank house with one beautiful bookshelf, and you put a collection on it. Suddenly, like feels alive, and like it has a history.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I also notice—I feel like I'm a stalker to you guys, but it's—I also notice
1: that
0: one thing that you do, which I think is such a great takeaway, and I'm curious if this is intentional. Or not is even just using like a simple tile but like, everywhere mm-hmm. that makes it so impactful but it's still something that's super like attainable for someone where that's it's like something you're not that we
1: did in the beginning and it's so louisa but it's it's from home depot yeah cover yeah. the whole kitchen in yeah it, so and then, then it looks yeah. like a million bucks yeah
0: yeah and i think that and the way that you put wall coverings on the ceilings and those types of elements are so interesting to me because it feels like something that most people aren't thinking of doing but you make it look so effortless and I always think I don't know if this is the right word but it's like there's a glamour to everything that you do in the most sophisticated way because it's so hard to do that especially when you're working on homes in LA that might not be as old.
1: Do you find when you get new houses in LA the first thing we do is add crown molding?
0: Uh, When I tell you like The hardest thing with new houses in LA, well, it's different because it's like, if you have a really contemporary house, those are the, I find the most challenging to work on. But then at least with them, the more paired back the structure is, the better. But then there's that hybrid where it's if you don't add paneling and you don't add molding, there's only so much. Do you guys agree that like furniture can't do everything? We're not trying to make miracles happen. So Mm -hmm. I guess what, what do you spend the most on? If you tell a client like, when you're starting a house, what should you be spending your money on here as a framework? Like
1: things that we like always do if we're doing like, let's say somebody buys like a spec home. Mm. These spec homes might range in price, but we add molding. We always paint all the interior doors throughout a color, whether it's brown mm. or blue or green, like making them all a color just adds instant age. Like if you don't have a budget for painting the whole house, just painting the interior door slabs mm.
0: both sides. Love that.
1: What, we, what did you say? I said beadboard. Beadboard. We, love beadboard
2: we use beadboard. You, know, you get, it get it at, it at Home, Home Depot. Depot. Cheap. Pop it up. Paint it. A, cover, like covering drywall is our goal. Like yeah, to, we hate to See drywall. no drywall is yeah. the goal.
0: Yeah, I think that's why your interiors feel so layered because you really aren't seeing any drywall. And I think and doing that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah anything just like a white wall is tough for sure
2: (laughs) we've barely done any new construction yeah
1: we we often get clients that like buy a home that's like new and then we got renovate or they're like we just bought this brand new house and so if we want to add character, that's what we end up doing. But I think you know, the
2: clients that find us are clients that are buying older. So yeah. A bit. Yeah. Or they want
1: us to make it look older if it is a new house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is so important. It's like when someone's buying a house and they're hiring you, it's like you have to have that alignment, right? If someone's coming to you and all of a sudden they want everything to be immaculate and pristine and minimal, that's your Why are you guys are, they are just to us? not Yeah, then don't yeah. exactly. It does and so I think though. No, I'm sure. That's the thing is I'm sure it happens. And in those situations, it sounds like you guys have a really good kind of conviction and idea of like, this is what we do, which we do incredibly well. You're either coming along for the ride or it might not be the best fit. And I think a lot of people can take a leaf out of that book because I think sometimes everyone, especially as a business owner, is always trying to make it work for someone else. Yeah. But it sounds like you guys really have this North Star of how you approach your business which is so unique and i think a lot of people can be inspired by that for sure
1: we love the challenge of doing a minimal space or we <laughs> like the idea of it but then we get to the install or and, it's not and we just can't do it <laughs> We, i love yeah. the thought of living that way but it just i have a shopping problem so i can't live yeah that way.
0: <laughs> yeah well i also think based on how you're doing your installs it's very much like feeling the energy of the space
1: you know how it is, like when you add stuff, like then you just can't stop adding like it gets better. I'm actually
0: more of a maximalist than the work that I tend to do, to be honest. When I first came to LA, I worked for Woodson and Romerfield. so I don't know if you know Jamie mm-hmm. Rummerfeld, but she I think of her like a beautiful peacock. Everything is like feathered and tasseled and fringed and all of it. And I've always Love that. That's why I've always been such a fan of your work. And I think to be able to execute it is it's almost unable to be imitated. And I think that's what's so special. And I think that that's the timelessness, right? What do you have the hardest thing finding? Because I think it's one thing shopping, okay, and not necessarily having a space for something. But what do you always come back to where you're like, I need to make this custom or we need to figure out a way of sourcing this because it's always a challenge on a project?
2: Coffee tables are difficult, but... Coffee tables? I don't know. We get really lucky and we don't want to repeat things. And so we try, we, what, I would say 75%. The hardest things that we've had is-
1: finding are new things and you've solved that problem for us because you, the the collections that you've done for the Lulu and Georgia rugs, the amount of fucking Chiltern rugs that we have purchased. (laughs) That's (laughs) what we bought more than anyone.
0: Also, I literally love you guys because you messaged me when we came out with that and you told me that you like ordered like a ton of Chiltern rugs. We did. We also
1: (laughs) had a client with a massive 13,000 square foot house who was allergic to wool and down. (laughs) And we you saved us. So you saved us because we usually put vintage drugs rugs everywhere. And we yeah. We
0: Wait, didn't. I'm loving the plug. Thanks for the plug.
1: You're
3: welcome. <laughs> Are you ready to design the home of your dreams, but just need a little help getting there? Whether you need personalized advice from a top interior designer or just wanna shop a curated selection of furniture and decor, we've created the online destination for the best in home. Browse our roster of experts to consult on your next home project and get all of your design questions answered. From space planning and furniture selection to construction and remodel ideas, designers like Leanne Ford and Amber Lewis are just a video call away. Discover and shop for the best new and vintage furniture, rugs, lighting, and decor, knowing that every single product was handpicked by the world's top designers. Pairing the chicest fabrics with the most comfortable and fail-proof pieces, you can shop with total confidence. Enjoy 10% off your first e-commerce purchase with code PODCAST10 at checkout at TheExpert.com. Certain exclusions apply. If you're obsessed with design like us, you'll love The Expert.
0: So what's like the projects that you're working on now? Like, what are you so excited about?
1: oh my god we just finished a tour bus which was really cool
0: like a full tour bus that's full insane tour
1: bus. we'll send you pictures but it was for chris stapleton and morgan stapleton and they're oh my god it it's, amazing. It's, it's very i think you would really like yes it. it's it very you very Jake. we couldn't put collections of stuff in it either so it's very good. wait like- i actually
0: really want to see it does it have like fringe on the front on the outside of the bus no oh, wish. i wish <laughs> <laughs> no, the wheels are going round with like fringe oh my god! <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Wait, I
0: have to see that.
1: We tried to convince them to let us do like a mohair seat for the driver, and they were like, no. <laughs> I'm like that not oh, that's be not gonna not function. Uh, Wait, so that's
0: wild. really <laughs> funny. It's actually crazy because I had a client who they had this helicopter where they upholstered the whole interior in mohair and it was like a hot oh. box. No, it looked insane, but they were right. It's like the worst thing that you want to be sitting on, like on a tour that. bus. That's amazing.
1: Were you yeah, working for it, Elvis? What the hell? <laughs> I know.
0: Seriously, it's once you go in those things, I'm like, oh my god, I need a helicopter. I know, ever only again. one
1: time we like got to go with a client on their private plane and we were like, can we always do this? Yeah. We are, and then once
0: you do it once, you're like, oh God, yeah. it's just, it makes oh, it so no much way, harder.
2: I feel like all
0: interior designers, we all have the same experience where we get spoiled and then you have to do your own trip and it's sad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Louisa has to get from Birmingham to LA. Oh. 12 hours, no direct flight.
0: Wait, it's 12 hours to get from Birmingham to LA
1: because you have to have
2: Especially a
0: It's going so, to Europe. That's I, I insane.
2: <laughs> it's insane. And so would, it's easier for us to, to like meet at our
1: job site in London than it it's is for serious, her to get well, to. for, me, for you. Yeah. London
2: is a struggle for you.
0: Wait, you guys are working in London?
1: We have a job in London. We have a job in Portugal. We have oh a job in Aspen, Montecito. A lot more in LA right now than normal. Most of our yeah. jobs are here right now.
0: I actually don't have a London, which I would love to work in London. It's like, when I go back now, I'm just like, I would die to work on one of these houses. Ugh, it's so... Because fun. you take it for granted. When you grow oh up somewhere, God. you're like, this place is a dump and I want to move and everything's old and smells. And then you go back and you're like, wow, this is everything all I is have to do is... Gorgeous.
1: Everything gorgeous. <laughs> yeah,
0: like all I have to do is throw a random chair from the Paris flea market and I'm done.
1: God. Also the <laughs> millwork people that we're working with there, they, they're the kind of people oh that have carved God. a chair for the Pope. It is crazy. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: the The workmanship is crazy in insane. Europe. Like, it's hard to it come is. back
1: from that. Yes, it is. Yeah,
0: because it's also generational, right? These are family owned businesses yeah. that have been doing it f- forever, and just the knowledge is—it's insane. I mean, what's so great about doing a project like that, especially internationally, is you can bring back all of these techniques, whether Absolutely. it's millwork and like all of that, mm-hmm. and word. So, like,
1: we're saying things like yeah. materiality and joinery.
0: <laughs> jo- <laughs> jo- yeah, join. Everything's joinery and bespoke.
1: We keep trying to call this thing in a kitchen a hutch, and they're like, that's what rabbits live inside of.
0: <laughs> Wait, that's hilarious. How do you guys like recharge creatively? Because I always want to know. Don't tell me that you guys aren't stressed out by the end of the egg.
1: Oh stressed out lately. It's out of control.
0: But it's like, how do you guys recharge and get inspired? Is it like travel?
1: Travel for her, movies for me.
2: Yeah, (laughs) but also I think Emily and I have each other to complain to and (laughs) we're each other's therapists. Listen, you can call us if
1: you need to. I
0: think (laughs) I might, honestly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, We can do this every Friday.
0: I think a lot of people want to understand like when you're starting a home project where are you drawing inspiration which I think is such a huge term because I think it means a lot so I'm curious to hear from you but are you mood boarding a lot and like how long does it take for you to go from ideation and then maybe changing your mind a couple of times what does that look like for you? A
1: lot of our clients are repeat clients and friends. I think that if it's a new client it's a process of like, trying to figure out you know that mind reading thing like trying to figure out what they like so in the beginning we'll usually ask them to send us pictures of their favorite projects of ours and that gives us a real taste of what, what direction. direction yeah what direction to go in if they mm. loved koda's house it's one thing and if they love like karen ellison's house it's just easier to gauge
0: yeah that's great So it's basically like just giving like that benchmark. I sometimes say to people, what's your favorite hotel in the world? Because everyone has a hotel they love.
1: We do the questionnaire, (laughs) favorite movie, favorite hotel, favorite city in the world, favorite museum favorite artist favorite living artist favorite dead artist like favorite band it's just helpful to to get a yeah. taste of who they are do you yeah. like to entertain do you cook all of those things
0: yeah totally i think doing that type of questionnaire is like just context and also just like seeing how these people live anyway like you i feel like it's is a good indication, right? When you first meet your clients, you can really see even the way they dress. I think sometimes is such an indicator. Although
1: sometimes that doesn't translate and I won't mention any names, but (laughs) sometimes you think someone will have the best interior taste based on their way that they dress. And it's not always-
0: It's scary, yeah. I just wear a uniform. I'm like, I can't be bothered.
1: But you have a strong point of view with your uniform. Yeah. (laughs) Also, if somebody doesn't like brown or green or ivory, we're like,
0: Mm.
1: bye (laughs) Yeah. Usually-
2: Oh my
0: God, someone yelled at me about Brown recently on Instagram. I won't mention names. But I think this is why I love doing the podcast because I'm always get inspired to talk to people in our field. We don't get to have enough conversations of what it actually means to be a designer and having a strong point of view where it's like, what you do is what you do. There's only so much challenge and molding, not that you're willing to do, but that's going to get the best end result. So like that's- what well, i'm taking away today so thank you for that both of you have families so do you approach decorating differently when young children are in the mix
1: 100 yes fabric thread double rubs <laughs> function is so really
2: huge to us because if, if a yeah. house doesn't function well then what is the point of it that's what makes also like i think our interiors feel so comfortable is that they are functional it's, another it's thing
1: totally. though too is that louisa and i don't change our homes for our kids.
2: I never moved my coffee table. I had stuff on my coffee table. And it was glass. Yeah, it had a glass top. You can definitely, it takes like about six months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's not puppies. like you're leaving you're just, little kids alone anyway. No, so you're, you're there can, watching. So yeah. you just take
2: it out of their hand and put it back and it's like they eventually stop. But
0: yeah, you know. it's also when you're designing with kids in mind, it's comfort too.
1: Of course. And comfort and function are always... The most important thing to us almost before form just because i think that's why well, i think
2: you can always marry the two it totally. doesn't have to be yeah. one or the other yeah you don't have to compromise no things.
0: yeah totally is there anything that you see right now that you're just like obsessed with that maybe isn't the most like timeless but you're having an obsession with that you just would love to incorporate Eric in the space is, like
1: so obsessed
2: with brown <laughs> what else is it well, i think like trends Come and go. So some trends are classic, like the Czech trend, which is just over the top now. But right. It is a classic trend. So I think some trends you can blend in. Or like Calcutta.
1: Then, yeah. There's, there's
2: classic ones, you know, you're allowed to do. I don't know.
1: The thing with the way that we design, though, is when we started, like, getting into magazines and they send you the form of, like, where everything came from, we were like, <laughs> eBay.
0: <laughs> eBay. <laughs> First
1: <of your laughs> antique store. Nothing is new like we really don't buy a lot of new stuff unless it's like a sofa or that's a good chairs. point so that's
2: why we can sometimes use the trendy things because we have so much antiques and that know, it looks so like, much going on that yeah. the trends don't stand out like but maybe that's what kind of keeps it looking fresh is if it was all if we didn't have the little trendy things in it it might look too old. yeah i think
0: because i think that's what it is it doesn't feel so like old wait the that.
1: other thing is even if The room has all newly recovered furniture in it, but it's old furniture. It just feels Mm -hmm. different
0: no I agree that was one of the biggest lessons I've learned too it's that you think even if you're replicating a silhouette that's vintage yeah. the proportions are so it's different kind of, and like the yeah. finish of the feet you can never you that can't replicate down, old I, whatever. Yeah. I,
2: think it, I think it's old energy too yeah hair yeah. right has lived and been many places and it's yeah you can it. feel it. absolutely unless
0: amazing. you're like Rose Tarlo or like someone in Europe who's making something new it's very it hard really
1: to nice like. really nice joinery.
0: yeah you do need to the mortise and tenon joinery is like key which is all key you know what guys this has been so fun i've literally could talk to you forever and i'm like we could talk forever honestly but i feel like I we need to do an offline with drinks with Definitely. other people not listening because there's so much more to talk <laughs> about. But you guys honestly, I'm so grateful that I was the first person that you got to speak to on a podcast. But never I think for everyone <laughs> Yeah, never do it again. But for everyone <laughs> listening, if I know you've had your book out, because when did the book come out?
1: Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah.
0: Everyone yeah. needs to get your book. It's like a Bible. It truly is. If you want to be inspired and you want to have this whimsical, playful, sophisticated mix. No one else does it better than you. Let's just be honest.
1: You're the best. I know.
0: I mean it, because I think- If I ever do another
1: book, I'm having you write the (laughs) foreword. Away with words.
0: (laughs) I do, because I do just think that you guys, I'm so inspired by the work that you do. And I think even when there's so many designers out there and we all do something different, I think where that kind of kinship comes from is just knowing what it takes on the back end. Do you know what I mean? I think people hearing how you started and also that you have this freedom about you, that you're not so structured in every single way. And you do allow the spaces and the energy of a person or the house or the architecture to really dictate what you do I feel like everyone can take a leaf out that book and feels really feasible so I love you guys for just opening up and sharing all your wisdom thank, thank you, you so us. much
1: and we admire you greatly and we Beyond. are huge fans
0: the feeling is mutual and when you're both in LA after your 12-hour flight <laughs> Louisa, <laughs> go for a drink. yeah let's go for a drink I would love that let's do it thanks so much for listening The expert podcast is produced by Jessica Ron Perez, Ali Alkiza, and the expert team with special thanks to Gabrielle Savoir, Jake Hedais, Drew Ariana, and Studio Jake Arnold. Technical support by Sonic Union and Graham Carpenter. Our music is by Alex Weinstein. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And be sure to book a consultation with an expert, shop the best in home, and if you're a designer, apply to our trade program all at theexpert.com. That's a wrap on season one. We've had the absolute best time these last few months and we'll see you in the new year.